1: Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I am your host and on this week's episode we are going to talk about home charging, level 1, level 2 charging. We're going to talk about what you need to do, what kind of charger you need, what you should be thinking about before you buy the charger, uh the infrastructure you need to support the charger and what adapters you may or may not need going forward. So, whether you have a garage, a carport, some sort of outdoor charger, or you live in an apartment or a condo, I think this is going to be really helpful for people who are looking to buy an EV as well as people who already own them themselves. Because while you already may have a charger and you have your EV and you're set up, you might learn something and you can pass that knowledge on to something, else, someone else, not something else. That, that seems rude. Um, I gotta, I gotta make two little acknowledgements here. First, uh, a while back, back in February, Larry sent me an email and he was wondering if I could do a show that dug a little deeper into EV chargers. And I was like, yeah, I can do a segment on that. And then I started digging through it and I was like, no, no, this is a whole show. And really because of some interview cancellations, this is actually two shows. So these are going to be kind of short episodes this week and next week, but I think you're really going to enjoy them. The second acknowledgement I need to make is Tom Malagni, who runs the State of Charge uh, YouTube channel. He's a contributor to Forbes. He's a contributor to Inside EVs. When I was researching this, and I, I already know who Tom is, but when I was researching this, I was like, Oh my gosh, this guy's name is coming up all over the place. Like I thought he just worked for inside EVs. I had no idea he had the state of charge podcast. He did stuff for Forbes, but he is probably out of everybody out there writing on like home chargers and stuff like that. He, he might be the most versed, uh, person that, that I've come across for sure. Like his information is detailed. It's fantastic. I highly suggest subscribing to his youtube page which is the state of charge i will put everything in the uh, the notes for this show but it, what a wealth of information this gentleman is so i watched some videos i um, read a bunch of his articles he wasn't my only source but he was my most trusted source so that's why i'm giving him a little shout out right now all right Now, having gone through all of that and the acknowledgements and the explanations, let's go ahead and start talking about chargers. The first thing that we need to address is whether we're talking about level one or level two charging, the thing that connects, you know, the thing that's in between the electrical panel and the car that's delivering the electricity, that's actually not a charger. We call it a charger because it's convenient and everybody can understand that, but in reality... It's a EVSE, which is electric vehicle supply equipment. So, all this thing does is it gets electricity from the electrical panel, whether that's through an outlet or it's hardwired. It goes from the electrical panel to the car. The actual car has an onboard charger. But for the sake of simplicity, we are going to call the EVSE a charger. The thing they hang on the wall, we're going to call call that a charger. Uh, because I don't want to say EVSE every time, um, I want to talk about the charger, which I'm going to say charger an awful lot in this podcast, not just in this paragraph that I'm speaking to you now, which I've said charger several times. All right. Next thing is I live in North America. I've spent some time in Europe. I've spent a little bit of time in Asia, but, uh, We do things different in terms of electricity, depending on where you live. So everything that we're going to talk about mostly pertains to North America. I, you know, electricity is electricity. It doesn't really change just the way that we deliver the electricity changes depending on where you live. So, but everything that I'm going to talk about comes from North America. But if you live outside of, you know, this continent, I feel really confident that you're still going to have a lot of, you're still going to get a lot of good information from this episode but i i do want you to know i um, everything i talk about is going to be in terms of north america now like europe uses like a 50 hertz uh 220 to 220 volt uh electrical outlet um in north america our typical electrical outlet is like 60 hertz 110 to 120 volts um beyond that amps are the same no matter where you're at Um, as far as i know i'm not an electrician or some sort of engineer but amps should be the same volts should be the same it's just the the way that things are set up are a little bit different all right so now that we got that out of the way let's talk about the three levels of charging so over the next two episodes we're really going to discuss charging speeds and i'm going to bring up a lot of this information again in the next episode only because I'm going to just barely touch on it here and I'll go into more detail next episode. First up, you have level one charging. This is typically the free charger. When I say free, you know, it costs you money, you pay for it. But this is the charger that comes with most cars. Unless you own a Tesla and then Tesla is going to charge you an additional $200 on your more than $47,000 purchase so that you can have a level one charger because that's the only charging you get. Like that's the only thing you're going to plug that level one charger into a 110 or 120 outlet. And then that's it. So if you don't, if you don't buy it with the car or you don't buy a level two charger with your Tesla, you're, you're not going to be able to charge at home. You're going to have to, go elsewhere to charge so anyway the level one charger this is an okay solution if you don't drive much or maybe you're traveling like uh sierra and brad for a long time last couple years they've chronicled it on this show they have traveled all over the united states because they can work from home and they just stay in airbnbs it's pretty cool life if you can get it they use the level one charger often because they're in these Airbnbs. It's easy for them to connect to the car. They don't go that many places once they get to their destination. And when they're traveling, you know, further, when they're moving on to their next place that they're going to be staying, then they'll use the supercharger network or some other charging network. So it's kind of a nice blend for them. But it doesn't make sense for them to buy a level two charger at the price of $400 that Tesla's selling. Because they they won't really have anywhere to put it up, and there's no guarantee that they'll have the right outlet if they get the plug-in version when they need it. So let's talk about how much time it actually takes to charge a 60-kilowatt-hour battery, which is a fairly small battery. We're going to go from 10% to 80% with a Level 1 charger. You are looking between 30 and 40 hours to go from 10% to 80%. And I can attest to this because when... Sierra and Brad, they, they went somewhere and they're like, Hey, take our car. And I did, I had their car for a month. It was a lot of fun, but I don't have a level two charger at my house. So I had to plug it into an outlet and it was painful for me because I drive a lot of places. So that's not a good solution for me in my house. But like I said, it seems to work for what they're doing. Now let's get to the level two charger. The, with the level two charger, How fast you can charge depends a lot on, you know, how much amperage the charger is capable of delivering, how much amperage you're actually getting to the charger. Like if you buy a charger that's an 80-amp charger, but your outlet or your connection to the electrical box, that hardwire connection is only 30 amps, you're not going to get 80 amps. You're going to get 30 amps. So depending on where you're at, you're looking at... I don't know, anywhere between 12 and 80 miles of range an hour. So that's better than the three to four that you're going to get with level one. But, uh, you know, it, it varies widely. So with level two chargers, they're typically compatible with 240 volt, 220 volt and 208 volt outlets, or you're actually hardwiring that into uh, the electrical panel. If you're, if you don't know what a 240 volt, and I know that we can do 220 or 208, but we're just going to call it 240 for again, simplicity. But if you don't know what a 240 volt outlet looks like, it's the same outlet that you plug your electric dryer into or your electric stove. So just for reference. So typically you're going to find level two chargers at places like your work, obviously your home. <laughs> hotels maybe some apartments might have them and whole foods and some grocery stores you know businesses are like we talked last week businesses are putting charging stations out in front of their businesses to lure you in so that you'll you know spend money there which i think is awesome unless you're in north carolina and then you'll have to see how much of your bill is covered covers the free charging they offer which is stupid anyway (laughs) um I'm pretty sure I mentioned this earlier, but some level two chargers can deliver 80 amps. But the problem is, is that an 80 amp charger to install in your garage or wherever it is in your house can be very expensive. And it's probably a bit of overkill. And we'll go into more on that in the the next episode, next week's episode. Most level two chargers will be, you know, 40 amp chargers. And the reason why is because once you get above 40 amps, then you need heavier gauge wire and everything price-wise just starts to increase, increase, increase. And you, the amount of range that you get after you've gone above like a 40 amp charger, um, if you compare that to the cost, it, it's generally not it, worth it. The speed increase does not Offset the cost. So let's talk about how much time does it take to charge a 60 kilowatt hour battery from 10% to 80%. So we're looking at two and a half to four and a half hours. So as you can see, most people are probably going to charge at night. Um, Two and a half is probably uh, not going to be achieved by many people. But two and a half to four and a half, you know, four and a half hours isn't all that long. You're going to sleep for eight hours. So by the time you wake up in the morning, your car is going to be ready to go. And we've talked about this in the past, but I think it bears mentioning again, you don't want to charge your car to 100%. It's not good for the battery. Typically, you charge it between 80 and 90%. Some people charge it to 70. You just don't usually charge it to 100% unless you're going to go on a long trip because it's not good for the battery. Next up, we're going to talk about level three chargers. And in reality, these aren't called level three chargers at all. Some people do, but they're called DC fast chargers. And they're going to give you between three and 20 miles a minute. These systems are typically four to 900 volts. Um, like I said, they're DC fast chargers. Uh, they're called superchargers in Tesla's case. Uh, 900 volts, uh, <laughs> that's, that's quite a lot. This is not, this is not a, a place where you want to try and steal copper. Like, you will get zapped. I've seen the aftermath of somebody trying to steal copper from a high-voltage box, and um, the the building that the box was next to is probably... 45 feet tall there was a electrical arc that went above the building you could see where it had burned the outside of the building like in a like a flash burn and then next to the elect uh, to the box that they were trying to steal the copper from there was a huge pile of vomit now the people who were trying to steal this copper they got away so i'm going to presume that they lived um But yeah, this is not something you want to mess around with. Not that anybody listens to this podcast would, but don't steal copper could cost your life. (laughs) Anyway, um, these these DC fast chargers, these bad chickens are going to cost tens of thousands of dollars, and they're going to require some serious infrastructure. So unless you're like LeBron James, it's unlikely you're going to be able to afford one of these at your house. We're only talking about the DC fast chargers in this episode because we're actually going to talk about them a little bit more, not in as much detail next episode. So I want you to have that good foundation. And most of you already know this anyway. So in terms of charging, depending on how low your battery is and what the temperature is outside, because, you know, um, EV batteries don't really like the cold and they really don't like being... Charged in the cold, the speed of the DC fast charger will vary, but let's say that you know everything's in optimal conditions, right? Well, when you first plug in your vehicle, if you're down real low, let's say to 10 percent, you're going to get an initial surge of power. But as that battery fills up and gets closer to 100 percent, it's going to slow down. Like I said, in cold temps, this can be a problem because you're not going to get that initial surge. So Tesla and some other EV manufacturers will actually start preconditioning the battery to help maximize the the battery's ability to accept the charge. And it'll do this in cold weather, but it'll also do it like if you you tell a Tesla like, hey, I'm going to go to this charger on the little interface, um, it'll route you to the charger. And while you're going to the charger, it will actually... Um, start preconditioning that battery even if it's not cold outside because one it helps the health of the battery and two you get a little bit faster charge and you get to move on with your day uh the time to charge a kilowatt hour 60 kilowatt hour battery we're looking from 10 to 80 percent we're looking 30 to 40 minutes now these are general numbers. This isn't from one specific company on one specific car. These this is just the averages. Sometimes it's probably going to be faster. Like the Hyundai Ionic 5, they say that they can charge uh their vehicle. I don't remember what it was, but it's something to 80% in 18 minutes. Might have been 20 to 80% in 18 minutes. Now that's that's probably in an optimal situation. The reviews that I've read in terms of the Ionic 5's battery in the wintertime and the preconditioning is is not as good as some other EV manufacturers. So, you know, your mileage eh, is going to vary quite a bit in terms of that stuff. So let's kind of recap our home charging options. We're not going to talk about level three right now, just the home charging options. Level one charging is probably your cheapest solution, but you're only going to get three to four miles an hour which means it's going to take you 30 to 40 hours to charge your battery, 10 to 80% if you have that 60 kilowatt hour battery. Um, the level two charger, uh, in most cases, is going to cost you a little bit of money to install. It's going to you know, be 400 to $1,000, depending on which, um, which charger you go with. And then you have to pay installation on top of that. But you're going to be able to charge that same amount of time. You're going to be able to get that done between two and a half and four and a half hours. And I really think that three to three and a half hours is really what you're looking at in terms of charging. And like I said, it, the lot of variables in that level two charger. As I mentioned earlier, if you have an electric dryer, that's going to be the same outlet that you are going to plug a charger into, like the level two charger. So let's pretend that you're... Your dryer outlet is somewhere where you can reach it from your garage, and it's convenient. But you still want to keep your dryer plugged in. While well, Steve Sheridan, while he was talking to Chris over a chat, Chris Ashley about his um, about his F one fifty Lightning, he he posted what I'm about to tell you, and I got Steve's permission to read this to you. So again, this is a conversation that Chris was having with Steve. Um, so it's, it's not going to be phrased in a, in a, in a way that fits the show, but it's going to be very informational. Uh, so here we go. The dryer outlet is likely a 220 volt, 30 amp outlet, and will give you a much faster charging rate than the standard one 10, 20 amp outlet. Okay. So we know this, we've talked about it for our Tesla's, the difference in charge Rates is three to four miles of range an hour to about 21 miles an hour. So if they use level one, they're looking at that three to four miles. But if they go to level two, then they're looking at 21 miles an hour. So if you, if you don't know, Steve has a model Y and shared excuse me, Allison has a uh, model three. Your charge rate will vary from ours, but the improvement will be comparable. If you're going to use a 220-volt, 30-amp dryer outlet to charge, I highly recommend buying a NEMA 10-30 three-prong dryer Y cable. Using this, you plug one into the cable into the dryer outlet, which leaves you two outlets to plug into. Then you plug the dryer into one of the outlets and your car into the other outlet. There's a switch on the Y cable that allows you to switch between using the dryer or charging your car. This is a great option for a variety of reasons, and we'll talk about some of them later. But the biggest thing is like, is if you buy your car and you don't have the charger yet because everything's on back order and you know, trying to get tradespeople because they're so busy to to your house to to install this stuff, this is a great option. This could also be a good option if you live in like an apartment or a condo or a townhouse and your washer and dryer are, you know, close to where you park your car, whether your washer and dryer in a closet on the patio, or maybe your laundry room faces the parking lot and you can run a cable from your washer and dryer outlet or your dryer outlet to your vehicle. Now, I mean, that may or may not work depending on how close you can get and you're going to have to cover up the the cable so nobody trips on it, but it's an option. All right. There's one last thing that I want to leave you with before we conclude this episode of the show. And I should have said this earlier and I forgot. But there are different charging connector types um, depending on where you live. Like in North America, the J1772 is the most popular connector type. But we also have the CCS1. In Japan, the J1772 is also very popular. But they also have Chatamo, And we have some of that here in the United States as well. Um Nissan, I think it's Nissan, uses the Chatmo charger. In the e- EU, the European Union... Um, there's one called Manix, which, uh, I've actually never heard of that one. And then you have the CCS two charger, which is, uh, I'm going to say more popular. And then in China, you have the GB two, which that comes in an AC and DC version. And then, you know, you have Tesla's, uh, connector, which, you know, is special, except for if you live in the EU, cause Tesla has to follow special rules when they ship their vehicles to the EU or when they sell them in the EU. So I hope this is helpful. I hope that you kind of got a good base for what we're going to talk about next week in terms of knowledge. And again, I don't actually own an EV. I'm not an electrician. I'm not an electrical engineer. I'm not an engineer of any kind, except for, you know, that's what my title and my job says, but it's not an actual engineer. It just means somebody that operates a fire truck. But I'm hoping that you found some of this information useful. And like I said, this is kind of our... This is our base uh, for what we're going to talk about more next week. So with that, um, let me know what you thought of this episode. Even though I'm on vacation, I still will answer your emails or if you want to send me a message on Twitter. My email is Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. You can find me on Twitter at 918digital. I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will chat with you again in seven days.